Blog Talk Radio. Rick Segesi knows baseball is more than just the physical training. It takes guts, heart, and drive. Rick Segesi offers professional baseball and softball mentoring for players of all ages. Rick was a star player in high school and went on to play for the University of Miami. Played in the College World Series. He's played with Aubrey Hoff of the Orioles and Pat Burrell of the Tampa Bay Rays and has been coached by some of the biggest names in professional baseball. Rick is currently a scout for the Cleveland Indians and a recruiter for the University of Miami. In 30 or 60-minute sessions, you get private one-on-one coaching, guaranteed to improve your game. Rick Segesi is more than just a coach. He is a mentor, helping kids stay on track on the field and in school. Call to find out more, 777-4435. And for a limited time, Rick is offering a special discount to Fox Sports Radio listeners. So call now, 777-4435, or visit thinkoutsidethediamond.com. Rick Segesi, professional baseball mentoring. Welcome, everybody. Coach Rick Segesi here at Think Outside the Diamond in Naples, Florida. Wanted to get a great show on today. We were uh, actually very honored to have some great uh, guests on in the past shows. And um, it's just awesome when I go out and I meet people and I get to network with like-minded individuals like myself and and then, uh, you know, talk to them and, and tell them a little bit about what we're doing. And They get on board and excited and that's kind of what I did here um, with, with today's guest, uh, and it's really I'm really honored and feel um, really just really happy to be able to have uh, this gentleman on the show today, and it's Bryce Beal, and he's from uh, Legacy Sports Performance. He's a strength coach, and uh, he comes to us today, and let me tell you a little bit about, about Bryce. Uh, he's He actually trained under uh, tutelage of a professional strength coach at IMG Academy here in Bradenton, Florida, which as you, some of you guys have heard, um, it's one of the best, one of the better um, sports performance uh, facilities in instruction and education in, in the United States, maybe even the world for that matter. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that and how he got involved in that and kind of what stuff stuff he learned there um, from, from those uh, professionals, as well as um, tell, talking about a little bit about how baseball, he specializes in baseball and softball, how and what he uses with his athletes for baseball, softball players specifically, um, for strength to get the most out of their ability. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about plyometrics, a little bit about why uh, plyometrics are important, but sometimes it's not a great thing to start when you're young. So it puts a major stress on the central nervous system. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because he uses plyometric, but for specific athletes and ages. And then we're going to talk about, um, you know, other things that, such as, you know, what he feels like certain muscles, what's the most neglected muscle in, in, in all his baseball clients that they tend to not want to neglect and that he feels is a game changer. So we have some good questions for, uh, for Bryce. So we're going to be getting him on the show here in, in a minute. But, uh, again, Bryce owns and operates um, – a sports performance facility called Legacy in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. And he, uh, like I said, he got some of his training at IMG Academy. And he's a uh, pretty, pretty impressive uh, resume. You know, he, he has an education in uh, kinesiology. Um, and he was a current um, uh, strength coach at um, Marion Academy. And that's in Illinois. He's the current baseball uh, head strength coach. So, 
Um, he comes to us today with a lot of background and a lot of education. So we're very excited to have Bryce on our show today. And uh, he should be calling in here soon. But, uh, again, I want you guys to really be, really be involved in really absorbing all this information because this guy is, is, uh, is up and coming. And he's, he's one of the top dogs in his field. Uh, he's making a name for himself. And it's always an honor to have people like this on our show as we're trying to do the same here in Naples, Florida, try to have like-minded individuals in here. So uh, when he gets in here, he's going to be calling in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get him on the show, and uh, we're going to get see what he has to say. So let, let me get him in here. Hey, Bryce, good morning. How's everything going? More. Good. How are you doing, Rick? Good, good, awesome. We want to thank you for uh, for coming on the show today. We got, just gave the audience a little bit of a, a brief uh, heading about yourself, and and uh, they're excited to hear some of the things you have to you have to share today. But um, we wanted to actually just talk about and, and 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 want you to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. You know, you, you actually were trained at the IMG, and um, you know, how did you get involved in the strength part of the the game and, and why do you like it so much? Okay. Uh, so I think it all started when I was probably a freshman in high school. I actually played football as my background and is my, obviously, you know, one of my first loves. Um, yep. But what happened was I was a quarterback and then I, I broke my collarbone in the game. And then after that to rehab, they wanted me to lift and take on uh, more impact movements for my collarbone. And that was, okay. you know, my first experience. And then basically since that day, just living in the weight room for high school football and college football when I played. And that's when I fell in love with it. Um, but I'd mm-hmm. say for how did I actually get started, I was given the opportunity as an internship, uh, as a senior, just to kind of, see how everything works. You know, it was mostly cleaning and I'd say watching athletes and the trainers actually train them. So that was my first real dose of the background of it. And then after my sophomore year of college, that's when I went basically all the way into the water, I guess you could say. And I started to train full time because I couldn't play football anymore because of the knee injuries I had. So that was, that was the first part. Um, but as for, you know, experience, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, I was at Northwestern, I get to go down to IMG and, you know, I've uh, been able to meet with their strength coach whenever I go visit for a vacation. And, uh, you know, like I, when we talked, I think probably one of the biggest key things is trying to continue your education, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. reading, you know, listening to a podcast like yours or just reaching out to, you know, someone else that is higher up. You know, it might be a shot in the dark. Uh, you know, I try a couple of times a month to reach out to people, and, you know, maybe I have to pay for their services, which I completely understand that. Um, but it, it just helps you continually learn. You know, a lot of the stuff I've learned is not always book-driven. Um, it's more of on the basis of, myself going through the program and learning about it and just really diving into the actual details of it. That's cool. That's real cool. 
So tell us, how did you get involved with the IMG, and like, how long were you there? Uh, I actually, I didn't work there. I was I went down there. Uh, this was two years ago, and I was fortunate enough to kind of just spend as much time as I wanted there. I went for I think it was mm-hmm. like two or three days, and I was allowed to just you know see what they do, see how they train the kids, and you know what's unique about that place is you don't have just one country there. You know, one of the groups I watched, um, I tried to watch sports that I never really played or was involved in. So I actually mm-hmm. got to watch tennis, which is one of their biggest sports. And there were, I think, mm-hmm. 50 different countries um, involved in the actual training class that was going on. So you have a lot wow. of different languages, different cultures. And it was it was unique because you're – you're watching the trainer explain in different cues. You know, you can't, not everyone's going to understand English. And I'm, I, I personally, I wouldn't be able to speak their language. So doing, you know, nonverbal cues and explaining it really slow, it was extremely unique. So every time I go down there, I try and reach out. And usually, usually they're really good about letting me come in. I've talked to the head strength coach uh, for football I don't know how many times now, every time I go down and he's an open book wow. whenever I've gone down. So it's always a great experience going down there. Oh yeah. That sounds like awesome. That's, that's like, you want to just be a total sponge on that just to absorb. That's great. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. When you learn from the best, you know, and you, you you'll go to someplace like that, you know, you, you're getting the best education. That's going to help you in learning and that's going to help you to go and, and pass it on to your, clients so I, I give you a lot of kudos on that going not just going to a, an average place but going to one of the better um around so that's that's awesome uh some of the strength exercises. i know you say you specialize in baseball and softball players what's some of the strength exercises that you currently do um that you you would feel would be the most game-changing exercises that you do currently for your baseball and softball players I, I, there's, there's two parts of it. I think there's, you know, no matter the athlete, no matter the sport, every athlete still has to be strong. And one of the mm-hmm. things, you know, I, I've, I've been around a lot of, a lot of people where, um, you know, even parents, sometimes they think doing only specialized or sport specific movements is the only way to, um, I think get your athlete better. And that's why I think, in my personal opinion, I think there's two parts. I think every athlete needs to be strong in every part of their body. So with our we'll, – we'll just do our college kids. You know, our college kids, our baseball players, we, we squat, deadlift, RDL. We have a variation of overhead press because they're in that movement so much that I have to train that aspect of where their shoulder actually – lies when they pitch or where it's raised. So I, I think in general terms, every kid needs to have generalized strength. They have to. But then specialized when we go into sport-specific movements, we use a lot, a lot of med balls, a lot of different variations of throws. Even um, I know TRX makes their rip-it stick. So mm-hmm. I, I made my own actually out of wooden dowels. Um, and nice. we actually use those kind of just like you would in lifting where 
Um, you know, a lot of things are pause reps. You know, if you can move a pause rep with a little bit lower weight, it can help increase um, your max over time. So we actually mm-hmm. introduced isometric holds for like where basically where they would hold their, uh, as Bible would call it, where their you know their knee drive is, or halfway into the swing, or all the way into the swing where we're trying to recruit more more muscle or more neurons, you know, basket mm-hmm. fibers. So we do a lot yep. of those. But I think um, a lot of the movements are are it's really just getting the kids to understand how their body actually works. Kids don't understand all the time that if they can put one and one together, you know, if you can put your hip rotation in, like you swing and you can use your drive off leg, your back leg and a med ball throw, it's going to be that much more powerful or explosive or faster. And, you know, at the end I've learned um, the previous talker, Bobby, Bobby Ronan, I talk about it all the time. You know, there's, so yep. many different ways to do it. So we use, like I said, a lot of med balls, a lot of resistance cords. You know, we do use uh, single dumbbells for uh, hang, some hang clean variations. So it, that's really okay. the main things that we focus on. That's great. No, that's great. Uh, and that's great. Because I think the biggest thing I've seen is that, you know, it, it's getting away from those machines that we used to have back in, you know, when we were younger. And I think you remember those, you're a little younger than I am, but they, you know, used to sit down on a, on a seat and, you know, just kind of press out and isolate that muscle. And that's great for just generalized strength. And, but for the most part, you know, the core is taken out and, and then, and we know how important that is for, for back oh, yes. uh, health and spine health. And so, the things you're talking about is awesome because that's exactly what I think we need to do is we need to get these bodies moving. You're not playing sitting down. You need to get these bodies moving as they're doing the exercises yeah. and create explosive movements. So that's, all, that's yeah. awesome. And that's awesome. I mean, uh, I mean, for your crowd out there, I think one of the, I'd say, people, I mean, people always don't think about it, but they always hear it from pitching coaching or throwing coaches is that scapular movement. You know, we want to train yep. that gap to move every way possible. You know, there's so many different angles in throwing, and it's the same thing in lifting. You know, we can we can increase an angle. We can, you know, decrease an angle. You know, simple band work. Is that scapula, I mean, that's their moneymaker besides their bat. That's a huge, yep. huge aspect of all of our baseball players and softball players that we have. So we focus a lot on the scapular – I'd say strength, stability, movement, but we also focus on, you know, the spine as well. Yes, that's great. That's great, and that's awesome. That's amazing. That's good. Um, I know you mentioned one time when we, we spoke, we talked about, like, the plyometrics, you know, and I know that's a t- touchy subject sometimes with people because, you know, some people, I mean, it's great for certain athletes and it's great for certain ages, but you know, sometimes they talk about, well, it's not so good for younger kids and, and all this other stuff for the, for the loaded and the, and the, and the impact and the, you know, the demand it puts on the central nervous system. So would, when do you use plyometrics with your baseball and softball players? When do you implement that? And it, is there a certain age that you start doing that stuff? We'll start to introduce it, um, excuse me, as a, a middle schooler. 
in usually okay. sixth and seventh grade. They're very, very low rep based, and even I would even say they're not, it's not a lot of impact. It's us learning how to get in the proper jumping position. It's us yep. learning how to hinge, and for for our sake, you know, my main goal is to keep kids safe. You know, when they're playing. And mm-hmm. what we've started to do, I made a a bunch of about, I have a couple three-inch boxes and a couple five-inch boxes, and we'll do depth drops. You know, it, yes, it is a little bit harder on the joints, you could say, but that's after us perfecting, you know, line hops. That's after us protecting or going over, you know, a hurdle that's two inches high that I made. You know, we have a lot of progressions yeah. where we start to, I'd say challenge the kids, but we're not overloading the kids with the impact because I think arms and the angles of the shins and their hip posture and knee posture are my overall concern first. And that's what we start to build to. But once the kids get in in eighth grade and high school, then we start, you know, adding everything together. And for our baseball and softball kids, and as you know, you know, every athlete has to be multi-directional. They have to be trained in every direction. So we'll start mm-hmm. off linear. Usually it's a, a linear progression for about three weeks. And then we'll go into a lateral progression, and we'll mix in some linear. And then if the kids have been with us for a while, which a lot of our kids have been with us for over two or three years, we can start adding multi-directional uh, jumps or hops. And I, I think for baseball, you know, we focus – like, we have a lot of pitchers only. I think we're up to, like, eight now. And wow. we focus a lot on that drive-off leg. And it's helped us out, and it's made me learn. And, you know, I've had to go take pitching lessons just so I can understand it more and so I can yeah. learn. But, um, I mean, once, they, once they're in high school, if it's programmed the right way, you know – we'll probably have 10 to 20 jumps maximum on a day. And obviously every day we're not going to jump 20 times, but we, uh, like I said before, one of the big things we use where, you know, we're not really using a lot of impact is our med balls because if we do it correctly, we can move a med ball faster. We can move a barbell, which sometimes Mm -hmm. plays some of our Olympic lifts for us. Yeah. If we're not in that stage of getting a kid to clean and be able to get in the right position when he catches it. That's right. Oh, that's great. That's great. Do you use med balls with, with kind of plyometrics at all? Do you ever do anything like that? I mean, like just like obviously not throwing it, but just catching or anything like that. Um, or do you keep those two things separate? Um, we For our college kids, we'll, um, we'll add resistance to it. So we will use med balls and even some of our high school kids, if, They've, like I said, if they've been in the program for long enough, we'll add in med balls where actually, yeah. you know, for one of our drills, everyone wants to basically try and jump as far as they can. I completely understand that right. because I want my kids to compete. But we'll do a triple broad jump, and then there's a partner on the other side, and they're actually going to do a rotational med ball throw and make the athlete that was jumping, basically after his second jump, that, that athlete's already thrown the ball, He's got to catch and and stick his athletic position. So we we'll do oh, some wow. you know out of the box kind of scenarios. You know it, 
it keeps it fun. It keeps it engaged as well. But there's also a purpose where yeah. we have to stick that athletic position as well. Yeah, and we also definitely. Use, we we uh, do use dumbbells and resistance bands as well. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like that's not exactly you know you're right top notch exactly what I've seen you know some of the best uh, baseball trainers in that you know specifically for strength and speed do so as you're mentioning now so that that those are really I like that one the triple broad jump uh, broad jump and then catching that med ball at the end there to stick his his landing make sure he can can uh, decelerate and yeah control I mean, his body there. So- yeah, it, there's so many variations, and, you know, like any coach and like yourself, you know, it, you're trying to find new things to do, but you're making sure they make yeah. sense. You know, like uh, I'm going to put myself through a weighted bat program because I've read all the information on it. You know, Driveline does a great job with all of that, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I can't afford uh, three bats for $800 or $600. I Right. I don't have that, yeah. but I'll make no. my own with Bobby. And, you know, yeah. I, I think for older kids, it's it's phenomenal if you do it the right way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, one more question, because you've been great so far, and, and uh, the audience, I'm sure, has been, been really educated here. But um, do, you, do you feel as a strength coach, you know, baseball, softball was talking about specifically, do you feel there's a muscle that, or a joint or, or a muscle that muscle group that you feel is most overlooked, something that maybe, you know, they all train da 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 but maybe there's one specific area in a, on a baseball, softball player that would be a game-changing muscle group, but we seem to overlook that muscle a lot of times. Is there something that kind of stands out to you? I think a lot of it is, you know, everyone everyone's looking at, the lat, they're always looking at the rhomboids and the scapula and that aspect of the shoulder. I really yeah. think um, the glutes is overlooked a lot because that's where okay. a lot of our power is generated from, you know, from the push-off to a throw, from the swing. You know, I've, I've asked kids, I don't know how many times, you know, if they finish their swing, do they feel their glute being activated? And some are like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Like, well, your butt should be tight. Obviously, it's not going to be rock solid, but you should have a contraction because of the way your hips are moving. And I really think glute development is really overlooked for baseball and softball players because, you know, it's obviously it's not the trainer's fault. It's just the kids aren't understanding, you know, what that glute really does for them. You know, it's such yeah. a huge benefactor in everything they do. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, for I agree. Yeah. For, for all your clients listening, I mean, you can uh, you can get a elastic band. You can find them online for oh my gosh, like a dollar fifty maybe. And mm-hmm. you know, just look up band walks, and you can see what we're, we're you know what we're talking about is it's going to help posture wise. It's going to help your knee posture, you know, keeping your neutral spine. But, I mean, if you can learn how to fire that glute in multiple ways, oh, man, it can help so much, not just in lifting, but just in the longevity of the athlete, too. Oh, definitely. That's great. I like that, and that's awesome because that's 
that I think a lot of people we tend to focus on the big muscle groups, you know, like you said, like the, you know the Olympic weights, you know, lifts the uh, quads and the hamstrings and the biceps, triceps, shoulders. But you know, I think that I agree. I, you don't see that uh, the glutes and the kids understanding the importance of the glutes, um, like you said too, not just developing them, but understanding the importance of how they can be a game changer. Um, that's great. All right, that's awesome. So. I think that was great. I I want to, you know, just what, what is your social media so people can kind of go on your your uh, stuff if they want to get more information. What's your like? Do you have a Twitter or Facebook or Instagram page or anything like that? Yes, our Facebook is Legacy Performance. Our Twitter okay. is Beal Bryce. It's my last name and my first name. B I is Idaho E L B R Y C E. And it is the same okay. thing for my um, for my Instagram as well. And then our website is okay. LegacySportsPerformance.com. All right. Just in case our audience wants to get more information and you know kind of see some of the things that you do. And I mean, you you've been a great uh, a great great uh, addition to our show. And I want to want to thank you for coming on and spending the time and. I know your time's uh, valuable, so we, we definitely appreciate that. But we want to just try to get the word out there and try to get help with people because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people that do a lot of good things, and sometimes, you know, if you aren't aren't a big name yet, it seems like they get overlooked. So that's kind of what this, this the, these podcasts are going to try to do is try to get bring some awareness to these people that are doing awesome things out there but might not get recognized for it, So like yourself. So, I appreciate um, that. Too. I want to thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I'm, I appreciate you. I'm excited to go be in Florida in August and take the drive down to Naples and meet you in person. Definitely, definitely. Make sure you make sure you you put that on your uh, your schedule to do because uh, I would I would love to spend some time with you and and, and just kind of go over some more stuff and 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 it's always good to chit chat and um, and talk to like minded individuals like yourself. Definitely, I appreciate so that. It's, it's already on my schedule. Oh, good. All good. right, sir. I awesome. appreciate it, Rick. Thank you, guys. You're welcome, Bryce. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, sir. Have a great rest of your day. You too. So, guys, there you go. Bryce Beal from Legacy Sports Performance Strength Coach. He gave you some good information right there. Uh, you know, again, it's only potential power. Knowledge is only potential power. What you do with your with your knowledge is actual power. So we talk about that a lot of times. People say, well, knowledge is, is power. Well, no, knowledge is potential power. If you utilize that knowledge, now it becomes power. So my question to you, are you going to utilize this knowledge or are you just going to go ahead and listen to it, forget about it, and not utilize it and just become this and be, stay where you're at right now? So make sure you guys absorb this information, listen to it again, utilize this information so your potential power becomes real power. Think outside the diamond. Thank you for joining us today, guys. And, again, we'll see you in the training lab.